You're listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles. I'm with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this week's episode was called Strategic Ambiguity. And I felt fairly ambiguous about this episode. You did? (laughs) Wasn't your favorite? (laughs) Well, you know, Eisenhower? I don't know. I don't know, Leanne. I found it nostalgic. There was something so comforting about railing against the industrial military complex. It seems so quaint now, doesn't it, as a political issue? And I guess I found comfort in that. Uh, And as for Eisenhower, I hate to admit this, but you know, sister, uh, I didn't have hair for the first couple of years of my life. And uh, mom and dad used to say that uh, a lot of people thought I looked like Eisenhower. So... (laughs) <laughs> which is which is not nice to say about a baby, I don't think. So I wore a lot of hats for the first two years. Okay. All right. Well, that you know what? That gives me new perspective, Julie. Thank you. And then, then the second point, and I'll talk about it as we go on. I think, Leanne, we have achieved a new status. I think we are finally influencers. Is that the right word? <laughs> I think we've accomplished that, Leanne, on three dimensions. Oh. One with Henry, one with Bess, and one with those darn pastries on the coffee table. <laughs> yes. Okay? okay? Yes. There was a lot of pastry action this week. Okay. I so mean, I know, Leanne. <laughs> and I think that's our influence, okay? Our media influence, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, well, here were the storylines. One was a complicated defense deal. It falls apart over cost overruns corruption and spying and somebody in the writer's room learned about Eisenhower this week. So that, (laughs) so they're super psyched. Uh, The second storyline was basically Blake does a solid, you know, there's Uh a a diplomatic, he befriends a grumpy diplomat and, uh, and, and he, they both learned something I would say. And then the third storyline, Daisy and Matt become doggo co-parents to waffles, which (laughs) I liked. I mean, we were happy to see waffles. Yeah. Who who doesn't like waffles? And waffles with the cone on, even cuter. <laughs> waffles cone. Um, but first, Henry got to fly in a, fly in a plane, Julie. Leon, action Henry. Have we not been calling for it all okay. season long? We're influencing it, Leon. We said it was not enough for Henry to be sitting around yeah. in the Oval Office you know, quoting Socrates and Plato and Machiavelli. I mean, he had to be back to action Henry. And we got that. I know. I, at first I thought, oh my gosh, is this another take Henry to work day today? Like he gets to fly a plane. But then I remembered, oh yeah, he was actually a pilot. Right. Uh It's all, there's a reason he's there. I'm not sure the White House ethicist usually gets to do that. No, you know, we just stopped asking that question. We just stopped. But we, we liked it. Uh, Henry in the flight suit, totally cute. Yeah. He was action. And mark my words, Leanne, that plane, the F-40, yeah. it's going down. Okay? okay. Oh, in a future story? In a future yeah. storyline. Just mark my words. Oh, Jill, Henry good call. Said, that explains yeah. the ending. That, right. He yeah. said it flies like a brick. Okay? Right. So there you go. That's not what you want in your aircraft. Okay, so the F1 storyline, we'll start with that. Um, and then, oh, at the end, Julie, remind me, we actually got a question on the Facebook page. <laughs> yes, we did. Answer. 
Okay. That's the Satellite Sisters Facebook Influ- group. We're influencers, Leanne. Breakthrough influencers. <laughs> Here we are. Okay. So the F40 storyline, uh, this was what, what we liked about it. What I liked about it was this is super complicated spying slash corruption slash legislative mess that was all wrapped up in under an hour, you know? Yes, <laughs> so- yes it was. Yes, there was a Department of Justice investigation. Yeah. That took... I don't know, maybe eight minutes. Yeah. So wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Okay. It's imagine if we could get answers on the Mueller investigation, the <laughs> Russian know, spying, yeah. and reopen the government in a single hour. That is what happened today. I so know. it's it's fantasy land, Leon. Yeah. So here you go. The DOD ordered these planes a decade ago, which is mm-hmm. how that works with contractors. Ordered eighty planes. Uh, there are zillions of dollars of cost overruns right. and they found out, you know, there's a price break if they actually make a hundred planes, but oops, now we're going to have 20 extra planes, these F forties to get rid of at uh-huh. a cost of $3.6 billion. Yeah. So the team assembles in, uh, the Oval Office right. and it includes best because she's supposed to convince Taiwan to buy these planes they don't want and they don't right. need, and that will become a giant political and strategic headache for the U.S. vis-a-vis China. Oh, right? very good use of diplomatic <laughs> terms there, sister. Thank you. Thank vis-a-vis, you. yes. Because, of course, China does not want to recognize Taiwan and certainly doesn't want Taiwan to have additional planes, right? Right. And then in the meantime, there is some treaty going on. There's always a treaty going right. on at Madam Secretary that's in jeopardy. This is the fair work and trade agreement that now is just going to be in shambles if China backs out of it. Right. It's people over planes. That's what best thinks. Like we're trying to get fair wages and clean factories and things like that. Uh, that's what she's advocating. But no, they got to unload these planes. And um, and very quickly, Minister Chen, not happy. We find that out. Mm-hmm. A midnight phone call. We get that. And he's he's out of the fair work agreement and they're going to prepare militarily if this happens. So, uh, and this triggers this investigation because they're like, how did minister Chen find out so quickly? We were going to sell the planes to Taiwan, you know, Uh it was within hours. There must be a quote spy in the state department. And, uh, and then we get the moralizing from the president. It's a DOJ investigation. We need to stay out of it and not make it political. Right. Great. Right. So again, the presidents are supposed to do. Leanne. Check. There you go. <laughs> Cleared up. Check. Very clear. Okay. Very yeah, clear. That was clear. it. Just okay. Uh, and the guy who looks like he's a record producer rather than uh, yeah. the attorney general, <laughs> yes. he launches into that big campaign, right? Yeah. And he sends two FBI agents over to Bess's office to interview Blake. Okay. Blake looked, but Blake had no idea they were coming. And he looks pretty nervous when he's talking to the FBI. You know what? I think you would be nervous talking to the FBI. I would. If, if I see someone in those windbreakers showing up at my house, Leon, I'm uh, first of all, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Or I'd say everything. I see. I think I'd be the opposite. I'd just start okay. talking. What do you want to hear? Okay. You're the FBI. Okay. Um, but anyway, they're questioning Blake because there's an analyst in the State Department that Blake has struck up a very recent friendship with. And essentially, they want Blake to invite the guy out for a drink, talk to him about his relationship with China while they toss his apartment. 
Blake is a little, he's uncomfortable with this, but Madam Secretary basically says, hey, there's a spy in the State Department, and this is the guy, we think. So let's do it. And we're going to talk more about the guy, Gary, later, because that's the second storyline. Well, can we talk about, can we just stop for a second and talk about the FBI as they're tossing the apartment? No use of gloves there whatsoever, Leon. I oh. didn't really understand that. Didn't you notice that? No, I when didn't. When those agents were going in in the dark with their flashlights, they just had their bare hands. They're touching the touching the uh, laptop, touching the lamps. They're, they're no no gloves whatsoever. I guess they wanted um, poor Gary to know that someone had been in their apartment. I guess. Good point, Julie. Good point. And uh, turns out it's not Gary. It's Gary's girlfriend, uh-huh. and she's not selling secrets straight to China. She's selling secrets to the defense contractor, Foster, and yes. Foster, Foster then. Foster. Or yeah. Foster? Yes, I thought Foster? that's what it was. Okay. Foster, yes. <laughs> Foster. Um, and, and they have been going to China with the information. So the, you're right. It was the world's fastest DOJ. Uh, it, it was it was eight minutes. I mean, it wasn't even – we weren't even at the midway point of the show, and they had already wrapped that up. So, uh, so long story short, I mean, then there's a lot of other scenes. There's a lot of sausage making in this, you know? <laughs> Like, what didn't you like, Leanne? Well, I mean, the president was doing a lot of, like, you know, lecturing in the Oval Office and theoretical things. And sometimes, I have to be honest, I, I don't understand if he's trying to be snide or if he's serious. Like, I don't understand his acting choices as the president okay. of the United States. Like, he wants I, to keep you guessing, Leanne. I as- guess free world. Uh, but clearly now that Bess is running, uh, you know, he's trying to give her some advice about how to be president, that you've got to pick yeah. your battles and you can't, you can't get many things done. And uh, you think you're going to end up like Eisenhower playing golf and, you know, doing stuff, you know, so he was going yeah. on about, it. he's going on about Eisenhower. He Eisenhower. was. Okay, and the mean, meanwhile, this is a hard reference for most of us to follow, I, I would say. But nonetheless, I think that he was just trying to distinguish himself. And, and Bess has to make her own choices now because she is in campaign mo- mode. Right. And, uh, she was. Yes. So so there's they decide to cancel the contracts with Fosser, the, the right. D- Department of Defense, even though it's a 10 year contract. They're going to lose 30 billion dollars and jobs, as they keep saying, in 40 different you know states or congressional right. districts uh, that, that this is the right thing to do because, uh, you know, because they feel like they're being held over a barrel. But. Uh, but then one congressman says, no, 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 you're not. You're not going to, we're not going to lose those jobs. We're going to attach a rider to the spending budget and this and that. And I have enough votes to veto you, which is also a quaint idea. And, um, so go ahead. We're going to, we, we got this. And so then there's a secret meeting in, was, was that a I was little confused. I think we needed to sign like, we're having a secret meeting in some basement room. I was like, what is going on there? Who yeah. are all those people? They didn't, re- they didn't clearly, even for such astute viewers as ourselves, Leanne, they didn't really identify those other people in the room. No. I, we figured it out. They were con- congressmen and women that were there. It was a small group that Bess was trying to influence to get them to change their votes, to not vote 
to keep the jobs in their districts, but to vote against Foster Industries. But I, I don't know. But it was very confusing because we didn't know where she was. <laughs> no, I mean, she she came in through the kitchen or something, right, through the right. service entrance. Because it was top secret, but then there's just forty people having drinks. It didn't. It wasn't as clandestine as right. I thought. It I was thought they be. were going to be spies yeah. in there because uh, she was dealing in the kitchen, but not so much. So they they tell them the whole truth. Listen, Fosser Industries has actually you know been feeding information to China. This is all a setup. It's sort of a double cross by them. They want us to sell the planes and blah blah blah. And it doesn't matter to these these congressmen. They're still going to go forward with it. And then there's more talk about Eisenhower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Not your favorite president. You're not inspired. No. You're not. No. no. I just, I, I had to do a book report on Eisenhower. I remember in like third grade. And we had okay. to decide whether we were each assigned to president. And we had to give them a grade. Like, are yeah. they a good president or a bad president? And right. just, just a reminder, this do? was in the middle of Watergate. So compared to our current president in the middle of Watergate, Eisenhower. I gave him a B plus, Julie, as I oh, remember. Okay. I think that's pretty much what the M- MSEC uh, writers are doing, Leon. They're giving him uh, Eisenhower B plus compared to what? So, uh, okay. So all we know is at the end, it's it's just a mountain of corruption and campaign violations. Once again, the DOJ does the world's fastest investigation (laughs) into the folks at Foster. It takes one commercial break and they are arresting the CEO on the golf course. Of course, it was an excellent scene. Yeah. They all had their FBI windbreakers on (laughs) and there was the caricature of what you would expect of a corrupt CEO of the military industrial complex. He was on, he was in a sand trap (laughs) And of course, he had some guy holding his cigar for him as he took his golf shot. So, yes. But but I guess he cooperated or something because eventually they go ahead to make the jets, right? They're going to make 80 jets and everything's back on. Everything's back on. And and there's drinks or a round of drinks for all, including the record producer there in the Oval Office. And, And Bess is like, I can't really drink to this. This really was, you know, why are we rewarding this company and this person that did this? So she sort of stomps out. And so, Julie, you're right. That does set up a, a something with the F-40 later on in the season. And she can say, listen, that she's she going to have to break with the president on that. So good good analysis there. Uh, thanks, Leon. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. It's because right. we're influencers, Leon. I'm able to, to yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. So the second storyline was Blake and Gary. Now, Gary was the would-be spy. And he he's – have we seen Gary before? Because I actually really enjoyed this character, and I liked the actor, and I thought he got a lot of good lines. So I did – no, I don't think we've seen him. You know, he was – you know, he was sort of dubious in the beginning, but you know, he's one of these guys. And I, I, I like the interaction, too. But he was – he has been – you know, one of these people that you hope is working at the State Department that's toiling away and trying to get our foreign policy to match up with our values. That's what Gary said. And I thought that was a good line. It was a good line. He was kind of a Diplo downer, though, right? He was. <laughs> yes, he was. Leah. He was. That was his character. He was Gary the Grouch. And so when they first proposed, says, hey, we're going to send you sell some planes to 
to Taiwan. What do you think? He's like, well, the shortest road to World War III runs through Taiwan. So, um, you know, he, he was definitely someone who for years, right, had sort of railed against the, uh, the military industrial complex. And then his girlfriend turns out to be the source of the leak. Um, and what so, a rotter. Poor Gary. I you know. know. Poor Gary. Yeah. I felt kind of sorry for him. I did. And, you know, and at the end, you know, he, he said to, he confesses to Blake. He's like, do you ever think I would do something? I would work this hard to betray my country, you know, and he didn't. He just, he had a rotten girlfriend. So. Yeah. And I really liked those couple of scenes in the bars. I thought they were good. I thought, especially yes, I that would. second one. And then Blake, who's really had a crisis of conscience, sort of examining, well, what kind of what kind of career State Department person am I going to be? You know, he didn't want to do the – he didn't want to be the distraction while they tossed Gary's apartment. And now he feels obligated to do, you know, to do something for Gary. So he gets him a job at Harvard. I mean <laughs> – I had a, such a laugh at that, Lee. And I was like, okay, yeah, he's – you know, here is a guy who's getting dismissed from the State Department for not following protocol. You know, he, he brought his laptop home with this super secret memo on it. And that's what, why his girlfriend was able to g- grab it and to give it to Fosser Industries. But so that makes him a prime candidate to get their job at the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University. See, having worked in academics, and this is what people always think. Like when you're really washed up, you can always work in academics. Well, yeah. not so much. Well, didn't Sean Spicer go to Harvard, though, with all due <laughs> respect? I mean... <laughs> Who's kidding who? I thought it was sort of a play on that. Like, they have seemed to have taken some controversial characters later. But Gary's got to think about it. He doesn't know if he wants the Harvard Fellowship. I'm telling you, Gary, take the fellowship, okay? Yeah, he should. He should. That's about the best thing going. It's better than sitting in that bar and drinking ginger ale. Yeah. yeah. And then did you notice the ginger ale ad after that scene? That at, we see two scenes of Gary pointedly drinking ginger ale in the bar, and then there was a delicious Canada ginger ale Real Some astute viewing there, <laughs> sister. You. Good work. <laughs> Thank you. And then our final storyline is Waffles. Okay, Waffles is the adorable beagle who failed out of, you know, uh, TSA school, right? Or something. Yeah. Isn't that where she got him? Right, was, right. Uh, that's right. Fail, failed TSA dog, bom- fail bomb sniffing dog. So Daisy adopts him at Matt's encouragement. And we know Daisy's single mom works long hours. Seriously, the last thing she needed was waffles, but he's so cute and they are friendly and they do bark and you're happy for it. But Daisy needs a co-parent for that dog. And Matt said he was going to help and he's been no help because he's in a building that doesn't take dogs. And Daisy's about to adopt him out because she doesn't think she can do it. So Waffles was in almost every scene with the cone on his head, just wandering around the State Department. (laughs) I love that. I did too, Lane. More dogs. (laughs) We're yeah. very pro-dog here at Satellite Sisters, yes. so yes. Yes. We're pro-dog, Julie, but we have spoken on our other show pretty strongly about fake emotional support dogs. We cannot endorse that. That was a shocking ending, Leanne. Mm-hmm. I thought that was horrible. <laughs> here are these people that are talking about life and death. I mean, Jay has a big speech in this episode about we, we, the work we do is for life and death and morals and values. You know, there is Henry the ethicist. And they and they turn that waffles into a fake therapy dog, <laughs> appalling land. We can't endorse that. We just we can't. Can't endorse no. that. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean, he would be a fine, you know, Matt sneaking him into his building. We can endorse that, but. <laughs> But and Matt, just the fact that Matt said his landlord was old, <laughs> and so he could thought he could like pass this by him. 
Okay, that's ages too. Can I say that? <laughs> Who knew that the waffle storyline would be more controversial yes. than than the defense contractor storyline? <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> okay, but the only reason I'm enthusiastic at all about this waffles thing is now we have the dog co-parents, and I feel like maybe maybe there's a reuniting of Matt and Daisy. You could know, be. Could just, could don't be. you feel like we could use a little more romance on this show? Yes, I do. Yes. More romance, a little less ethics. You know, yeah. we've said that, <laughs> you know, more action with Henry. We're getting that. So that was a good start. But yes, I'm for romance. Lady. Yes. I mean, either that... Blake should get into a relationship yes. or yeah. uh, certainly Daisy. Yes. Yes. Somebody, you know, over the years we've had Jay and his wife. Well, that wasn't really romance. We had Mike <laughs> no, B that wasn't. and, you know, and BB Newworth. They got into yeah. a romance. We love that. So, yeah. So I'm hoping that the dog co-parenting will lead to a revival of their relationship. Yeah. So, uh, the, again, though, still cannot endorse the fake emotional support. Yeah, dogs. that was wrong. Just wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> okay. And you know it's wrong, Madam Secretary Writers. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh Thanks, Mom. All right. <laughs> All right. Binders. Oh, should we answer our question now? Okay. So we got a question yes. on the Facebook page. Why are there all those extra people in those meetings? Every week it's the same people in the meetings at the State Department, and they never talk. So thank you, Satellite Sisters listeners, for coming directly to us because we are the experts. Not really. I'm kidding. Uh, here's what I know. I'm not an expert on TV production, but I know this, um, that – if you have even one line in a TV show, you are paid a lot more money than if you have no lines. So, mm -hmm. so, and then there are all kinds of levels of lines and people get certain pays based on lines and they're called featured performers or this or that. I, I don't know a lot about that, but I know speaking versus non-speaking, there's a big pay differential. So mm -hmm. where they put those extras in there and it's the same extras every time. And you know what? They are acting. I mean, those people sitting around eating pastries at the State Department. I mean, well, I was, again, this is another area where, where I feel like we've had a very strong influence. Yeah. We talked about those pastries. Now somebody's actually eating those pastries. There was a woman doing such a fine job in this uh, week's episode <laughs> in the background, just munching on that croissant. I know. That is not easy to do. Yeah. To stay in character and eat that croissant. And listen, you know, to the talk of Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Intently. So that's it. So that's, and the other thing is like, you, what you can't have is just the, the four speaking characters that, you right. know, there obviously are more people that work in the State Department and they're obviously- that work in the government. Yes. I mean, let's, I mean, most times, most times it seems like Bess and the president are, are handling everything. In the country, right? right? So the regular extras at State Department, we know they're there. We're familiar now. We feel bad for them. They never get a line. But they did get those pastries this week, Julia. Yes, yes. that was that was us. That's our pastries. Okay. Our binders full of blouses. Uh, what do you Leanne, mean, Julia? Influencer, let me just start off. This was a breakthrough episode. It was the first episode where we saw Bess's knees. She was in a skirt and suit in that first scene. She hasn't worn a skirt and a suit all, all season, Liam. So okay. there you have it. Great. Great. I mean, she had that one like skirt on when she was doing the tango last week. Right. But, but this not to work. She has not worn that. So, so that is our work, Liam. We said we wanted to see more diversity in her wardrobe. And then a shout out to what I'm just calling the wow, oh, wow blouse. The one that looked like 
She had two lampshades on her oh, yeah. arms. That thing. Depending on how one. she operated. I don't know how she operated that. And then in a later scene, when you know she's working really hard, she was in that same wow, oh, wow blouse. But then she had to put a sweater in it. And I don't know how a sweater over it. I don't know how she stuffed those lampshades into the sweater, Leon. That was some work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the pink one, the pink blouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the color wow, of the well, season. Well. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed the velvet blazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I know we've we've had a lot of suits, and they're they're getting tedious. But I like that she, you know, she took it up a notch with the velvet blazer uh, in a blue, really handsome blue. Then she had the silver gray shirt underneath, yeah, and a great necklace, like a big knot of a necklace in that scene. Yeah. That looked good. I like that. That yeah, looked good. That Once good. again, though, Daisy is providing all the all the color, all the fun. Yeah, black and white with that pop of yellow. She yeah. was uh, she was very dynamic. Uh, uh, she really stole the attention away from waffles, which is hard to do, Leah. <laughs> I would not want to appear in the same scene with waffles, right? Okay. Uh, Jill, looks like we have next week off. They said in two okay. weeks we're going to have another Madam Secretary. So we will take that off, but we'll be back. Um, all right, we have regular Satellite Sisters that we're taping this week, tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Do we know what we're talking? We don't really know what we're talking about yet. We haven't had our production meeting, right? Leanne, but you know, uh, our, our other sister, Liz, Liz, and I are are planning an epic trip to Patagonia. So we have some updates on that. Uh, we're doing some special preparation for this trip, so we'll be talking about that. Oh, good. Oh, and and I can tell you this, Julie. I've gotten so comfortable at this recapping, the TV recapping that we've done. Last week, I gave a speech to a lovely women's organization, mm-hmm. and when I went out to leave after I was there for a long time, <laughs> for a long time, you know, that's part of the deal. You go, you meet them. It's all lovely. One of the women was 90, and she didn't have her hearing aid in, and she she said to me, what did you say? Can you tell me? So I had to... <laughs> <laughs> I had to actually recap myself. Well, isn't that nice? It is nice. And a little. It was so you had you had the big speech, and then you had a little mini speech. Good mini speech in the that was very nicely. Yes. See, no ageism here. It's no, like no, 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 no ageism here. No, you weren't trying to dupe something over on her. You didn't. You know, good for you, Liam. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it was going to be longer than I thought when she said, "Wait, you wrote a book, so that's good." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. No, she was curious, Leanne. Yeah, I, right? Proceed with curiosity. Marilyn was great. I was happy. I was happy to be able to recap for her in the parking lot. She had made it all the way there to the speech. She was going to get some piece of that speech. Uh, all right. So that's Satellite Sisters. It's our regular podcast. You can find that where you listen to this podcast. We'd love to have you subscribe to Satellite Sisters if you enjoy these TV recaps. It's just more of same about other stuff on the other, on the other show. So stay with us uh, and subscribe to us and listen to us and, and share with your friends if you enjoy it. Um, all right, Jill, I know you, you're you very busy. You have stuff to do. I got stuff to do. So uh, we got we to go. <laughs> That's, Leanne, that is your best ending yet. I think you're going to win an award for, for that closing. <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. Gotta go. Gotta go. Bye. All right. Gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Call your satellite sister.